Hey, have you heard about Anchor? You probably haven't heard about Anchor yet, so let me tell you about it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. You probably hear other people talk about how they make podcasts. If they say it's easy, they're crazy. All of their methods are really hard and complicated, but Anchor, super simple. First off, it's free. They have creation tools that let you make the podcast right from your phone. You don't even need a computer. This is 2019. Who uses computers anymore? Anchor distributes your podcast on all the other platforms. No need to go do all that complicated searching and hosting and posting. Hosting and posting. They do it for you. You can also make money from your podcast. Well, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now because you're listening to this ad. They've got everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. No need to search around all over the place. No need to go to 20 different sites. Just one. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Bet you thought I was going to sing right here, didn't you? Are you looking for the hottest news out of the obstacle racing scene? Want to stay up to date on the freshest info, the latest podiums, and hear interviews with the who's who in OCR? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Well, some of that you'll find here. But we're not the media. This is not ORM, OCM, OCRM, ORCM. This is OCR Talk. Hello, this is Jason Dupree. And I'm Anna Leandri. And you're listening to OCR Talk. This is episode 32. Thanks for joining us. I hear a dog rumbling around in the back. Yeah, she's like waiting to come in my room, but she's just kind of <laughs> being nosy. We're going to try and cram in as much as we can into the limited amount of time that we've got today. So just to start off with, I guess, quick, uh, what you've been up to? Packing <laughs> and end of the school year. And yeah. When's that move happening? Um, end of June. End of June. So like four weeks. Nice. Yeah. We're actually about to move just about five miles away. Yeah. Y'all, how's y'all's move coming along? It's coming good. Uh, we're, we plan on having it all done by this end of this weekend. It's been kind of just a little bit of trickle right now. Yeah. But I absolutely despise packing. We're having a garage sale this weekend. Yeah. I've been, <laughs> so I sold my treadmill. I sold like my weight bench and my barbell and some <laughs> other little odds and ends that I just don't feel like keeping around the house. <laughs> what do you use to sell that kind of stuff? Facebook. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace? Yeah. Oh, I, well, I, I posted it in like my little neighborhood Facebook page. I mm-hmm. figured I would start there and then like branch out to the other surrounding areas of Lafayette. But as soon as I posted like my treadmill, I got like five different messages (laughs) just from my neighborhood. (laughs) And yeah, this one lady was like, I mean, I'll pay you more if I can pick it up tonight. I'm like, (laughs) "Uh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to handle this. (laughs) Got to haggle. I know. I'm such a bad salesman. I don't know. I just wanted it out of my house so I didn't have to move it. Right on. Well, we did, you know, Austin this past weekend, which we'll talk about a little bit. Terrain race we were going to go do the weekend before, and it the weather looked just as bad as it was the weekend the last time, and we were going to get the kids to go run, but it, since it was actually at that cold again, 
Yeah. We nobody really wanted to go. Like my <laughs> wife didn't want to go. Uh, the the grandparents that were going to go to watch wanted to didn't want to go. So it was just like, eh, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Terrain has lost lost my love. And that's so weird. How it, like it's a free race. So really, if the weather's bad. I mean, there's really nothing lost, right? So, yeah. like, if if it was something that you had paid for or that you were going to go compete at, you were going to go, what, no matter what the weather. <laughs> and if it was actually free, then right. you might say, uh, "Yeah, no big deal, whatever." <laughs> but since it's they say it's free, but it really costs about seventeen bucks, then you're just kind of mad that <laughs> they lied to you. Exactly. So we do. <laughs> Hashtag dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we do have, we had, we, we only had two people tag us. Well, I, I say that we had one person tag us in a, a post for the Tumblr giveaway and one person send a picture in a private message. Hmm. So Charlotte Engelman, who tagged us in the post, she wins a Tumblr because she actually tagged us uh, out while she was running or something. Oh, nice. Whereas Jason Rich sent a picture of, of him with a frog. <laughs> <laughs> was that part of the? Was that, was that part? That was part of like the bonus. Well, the bonus I said thing. if you actually send a picture of you actually gigging, gigging a frog, frog, he he was just holding one, so he <laughs> captured one, but he did not gig it. <laughs> he said, but, but he was the at, gigging uh, was already gigged. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was at something with kids, and he figured a gigging it wouldn't have been appropriate. <laughs> so. so. Charlotte, we'll get the uh, Tumblr made and sent out your way. We'll find the nicest, fanciest one that Thanks costs the least <laughs> and send it your way. And then the the ad monies have been rolling in and actually, uh, like I said, they've been doing well. And then now we've got, you know, a supporter or two and we've got, yeah, we've got two supporters and what was the other thing? We're getting? Oh, and the code for when you purchase. And the release. Ender Elite, mm-hmm. Ref10-OCR Talk. If you use that code, we get a little cut of that as well. And you save yep. 10%, which is pretty cool. So with all those monies, it's kind of starting to build up to where we're getting more and able to use do giveaways that, that are a little bit more expensive. So I can't wait to see what this, if it keeps growing like this, what it turns into and what kind of cool stuff we can give away. I just used the Ender Elite code yesterday. <laughs> nice. Because I ran out of Perform Elite. And my workout this morning sucked. <laughs> do you, do you not have a subscription? No, I don't. I I I don't like doing subscriptions. I re, I really I don't like committing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why I did it. I'm, I I feel it's kind of the same way for some things. Like on Amazon, you can subscribe to a lot of stuff, but I yeah. really don't. But yeah, for Endure I Lead, I did. Like, mm. Yeah, I feel like if it if I was consistent enough with it or something. I would I would subscribe to it. I just I'm I'm afraid to commit to stuff like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, I mean, well, you yeah, know, I mean, you they can jack up the prices. <laughs> All right, on that as many times, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, keep on using that code. We'll get a little bit of giveaway money for it. Yep, and it's Ref Ten OCR Talk. Interesting happenings uh, as of late. New Spartan shoe. Has gotten announced. What are you? What are your thoughts on these? The craft shoe. Yeah. It, uh, it, you know, Spartans burned me before with their Reebok shoes. Oh, they burned everybody. <laughs> but they were really nice in practically giving them away. 
they gave full refunds on, on yeah pretty much for all sure. of them. They were those those Reeboks were terrible. They were like a one and done shoe. But did you like the shoe besides the fact that it fell apart? Like the shoe itself, did you like it? Uh, not not really. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> I I did like the Reeboks. I liked the way they felt running in them and uh, how they handled the terrain. I know they didn't necessarily handle mud super great, but other than that, I, I did like them. My my thought is that these crafts look similar, obviously different, but if they're anything even close to the other ones just built better, yeah. then I'd, I'd give them a shot. I'd be happy to give them a shot. And it is a different company, and Kraft does, you know, they're, they're I guess, a company that's working in, in more realms that are closer to what we do instead yeah. of just straight up running. You know, they're doing a lot of, uh, well, they're more clothing in general, right? Yeah, they're they're more clothing in general. I feel I feel like kind of leery about companies that are like trying to put out all kinds of merchandise versus like just sticking with a few specific mm -hmm. pieces and do really well at those. Yeah. Instead of just like putting out like really good stuff. Yeah, that's understandable. You know, I prop I may wait with these. I'm I've got enough shoes at the moment, so I'm not like really dying to try them, but. If the prices go down at some point, I'll give them a shot. Yeah, I would. I would definitely demo them. Speaking of which, the the VJ Maxes are supposed to be coming out oh, yeah. sometime soon here as well. And I know one of the complaints about the VJ Extremes that a lot of people had was simply the fact that the toe box is so narrow that it really kind of jams on your pinky toe. Yeah. And so people are going up in a size or two sizes or whatever just to just to make room for that. But the VJ Maxes are supposed to be wider in the in the toe box, more for longer distance. And my Innovates, I used to have that problem with with Innovates whenever I ran in those, and I used and I tried several different models. I tried going in in some of the models. I had to go up like a size and a half, maybe mm. even almost two sizes, because once they would get dirty, and then I would have to wash them and clean them. Once they would dry, it was almost like they would they would be a smaller size kind of shrink once they a little, dry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, my, my feet just don't do well with the narrow, narrow sizes, near, more narrower companies, I guess. Well, for those that haven't listened to Matt B. Davis's interview with one of the craft guys, craft marketing guy, definitely worth a listen because they, they talk about how Joe DeSena like really hammered home that he wanted the shoe to be bulletproof and, that's what they sought out to do. So if they, you know, they're putting a, a one-year warranty backing on it. So if uh, anything does happen, you, know, you can get that, that refund or get a new pair. But if they stand up to the what they're saying they do, then they, they should hold out and uh, last a long time. It's worth a shot. Speaking of interviews by other people, Link Endurance, their, one of their latest podcasts had Yuri Force on. And I know Miles, he, he talks constantly. He's like, man, I really <laughs> want to get this guy on the podcast. He doesn't really seem like he talks to anybody else. And I, I can't say I've ever heard him in an interview before. So it was pretty cool to hear him talk about what he does and why he sticks to Savage. And, uh, so that's another interview that's really worth a, li uh, a listen. But most important thing that got out of it is that he's going to be at Concord Gauntlet, Dallas. Oh, like just the Elite Wave? Yeah, probably so. Okay. I don't think he's doing continuum <laughs> stuff. 
Oh, well, I mean, if I mean, he like dominates those savage races. Like that's his wheelhouse. That's what he's good at, and that's where he stays. So that would be really cool to see him compete in Dallas and at a CCG and see how he does. Yeah, and if there is another race that is, I guess, closest to Savage, it would be Conquer Gauntlet because you got tough obstacles with mandatory obstacle completion. So it would be really cool to see how he does. Yeah, so he's already used to the format. He's already used to the style of competition. He's already used to like the level of obstacle difficulty that can be encountered. So I think, I think he's going to do pretty well. Yeah, so it, it'll be really cool to see him go up against the standard you know, the normal people that go to conquer gauntlet but at the same time you got continuum happening for the first time at least in dallas and i'm curious to see if i, mean, I would take it that evan prepares will be running continuum so obviously he'll be one to compete against and lose against but <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's one of those things where it's like battle it's like you don't know who's going to be there so you, you know yeah. somebody like me even stands a chance to be on the podium you re- never really know never really know and oh yeah i'm i'm just excited for that race because it's going to be the like the first multi-lap ocr of the year at least for me <laughs> i know mike went to toughest last weekend killed it yeah but... toughest toughest philly happened <laughs> yeah mike stefano he, he seemed like he his knee held up well and i think you know, he was kind of getting a little bummed about uh, the issues that he's had lately and what that means for him in, in endurance racing and kind of re- rethinking things, you know. But so I, I, hopefully it seems like that that race really got his spirits back up and he's pretty, pretty happy about his performance. I mean, he got 30 miles, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, he totally killed it. What did he say his goal was? His goal was like, what, 25, 30 25. or something like that? 25. Yeah. So not only did he like totally underestimate himself at the beginning of the race he's like you know yeah. what i'm just gonna go out there and have fun and if anything i'll just assist 100 mutters and not only did he go out there and have fun get his spirits up a little bit he like totally crushed his goal which is super cool so congrats mike so yeah this past weekend we had the austin race and we were down me and mark duplessis were down there camping out and where the austin race is in the past they had the start and festival area at this big pavilion by that lake. You remember that? Yeah. That's where the camping is now. So they've moved, you know, they've moved the start and festival area to another spot where the parking was in the past and you had to be bussed over <laughs> to this spot. So we, we camped there now. And since it was going to storm, we actually camped under that pavilion. So we actually had a bunch of tents and hammocks set up under there, which is pretty awesome. You had like a little tent city. <laughs> While we were out there, Mark and I were, were just chatting about Spartan and championships, and we actually re- pulled out the mic to record some, and I got a new phone, and the it didn't have a voice recording app for some re- weird reason, so I downloaded one, and turning off my screen stopped the audio uh, intake. Well, that's dumb. So that was no good. So we talked for about 15 minutes and had nothing to show for it. Oh, <laughs> and didn't realize it until the end? Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, but no, we, we talked to, it was a good conversation. We talked about how Spartan uses the world championship, the, you know, Tahoe, a, a beast, a large beast as the championship race. And you don't really have, since you don't have a, a sprint, a sprint distance championship and a super distance championship, 
the beast isn't a good representation of the best who's the best spartan yeah but in a interesting sense you do have uh, a stadium series there's no final championship race but you do have a series with a, a series leader and winner and then you've also got the ultra championship so why not have and you've also got a trifecta championship so why not have a sprint and a super championship well to me the trifecta championship would be the championship that would decide who is the best at all the distances right so like how they do the trifecta championship in Greece or whatever. Yeah. And you're kind of right there, but the way they do it is a, a time, time trial. Like your time over the course of three races is the, your, your ultimate time. So since one of those races is a really long race, it still lends itself to the better performers at the longer distances. My thought is if they made it to where it was more of a point series. So the win, you know, for winning the sprint, you get a certain amount of points, but for winning the beast, you get the exact same amount of points. That would make more sense to really show who's the best at all three distances. But for example, at this past year's trifecta championship, John Alvin lost the first race. I mean, he got second, I'm pretty sure, and then he won the super and the beast. So you know, look assigning points to those, he still would have won the whole thing. But what if he would have been fourth in the sprint? You know, that that could definitely change things up, whereas if he was fourth only by a minute versus first and won the, the beast by 10 minutes, then he's still going to win the whole thing. I mean, yeah, point systems definitely make a lot more sense versus how they do it now. But yeah, I I still think like with the trifecta championship, they're on to the they're going the right direction with that. Like the championship beast in Tahoe, I, I mean, I'd have to agree unless they made a championship series for each distance or made it even just made it a super distance, maybe a little bit longer than a super distance. Then maybe I would think that that was a little more of an indicator of who is probably the better athlete. It could, but even if it was just a a super, think about how short a sprint is now compared to a super, you know, a sprint used to be five, maybe five and a half miles. Yeah. Now, they're supposed to be right at, you know, a 5K or three, yeah. three and a half, three to three and a half. That's a big difference from an eight to nine mile race. Right. If you think about it, OCR World Championships, they already do this. They've got a 3K and then they've got a 15K. Yeah. And, and they just have the two distances. Right. Right. So it, it kind of behooves me of why Spartan doesn't have them. Or, or it makes me wonder if they're thinking about that or, you know. Is it is it Joe DeSena who wants to keep it as the longest race is the hardest one? But then at the same time, why have the ultra separate or have the uh, stadium series separate? Like you're already breaking it out into all these different places. So it seems like a great way to bring in more athletes because people can specify and be more uh, in, in tune to a certain distance. Yeah, you, know, you might run. I think one of the questions we ran into is, let's say you had all all three distances championships would they be in the same weekend that's what ocr worlds does but people could that way people could still you know if they're on different days people could still run multiple distances if they want but what does that do for the open waivers you would have to take out like you could still do journeyman or something but you would have to take out open waivers because you can't have 
that many people that Spartan brings in. Right. When you've got three days of championships happening, there, there's going to be time that for that could it very well be why they haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah. That really could be very well be why. And, and I think that's probably why they try and have different distances of races kind of built into the championship series. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's enough of a diversification because yeah. it all kind of culminates into the beast at, in Tahoe. So uh, I don't know. I I still think it probably should be closer to a super distance because <laughs> I mean all all the athletes, all the elites um, with Spartan can you know anything can happen during a super. There's huge changes in lead placements that can happen in a sprint i think they're too um it's too short of a course Mm -hmm. to do that with but i think the super would be just kind of that middle ground distance to where you know anything could still happen but it's still a little bit longer of a distance but not quite as long as a beast yeah and if that would be as exciting to watch i don't know but (laughs) one thing that's cool though is that Spartan has changed up their championship weekend this year. So it is going to be open waivers on one day and then the competitive stuff on another day. So that'll be a good indicator of maybe we don't, you know, maybe they don't need financially the open waivers for that one event. And I mean, with as many events as Spartan has, I can't see it really being a huge loss, especially if you can turn it into a three day weekend where you've got more competitive people coming in which is going to just grow things, I think, and possibly even attract more sponsors and uh, you know get it get it spread more. So if you've got all these different distances, you've got sprint championship that's easier to film and mm-hmm. easier to watch and intake as well. So I think it'll be interesting to see, but I, I do think that there's better better ways for them to do it, as there always is. I mean, they'll just keep growing. They're the only competitive competitive series right now. <laughs> like big yeah. name competitive series. It's kind of making made a name for itself. So that reminds me, OCR World Championships is on it's on YouTube, but it also showed up on this website called Oh, and they're on Amazon Prime. I forgot about that. I've yeah, that's right. Email. Amazon Prime. And then also on another website called EnduranceSports.tv. I checked this one out because somebody posted about it in the Discord and said, looks like OCRM's got a competitor. <laughs> when you go to the website, you can see that there is a a subscription that you can get. But what they're doing differently from OCRM is that their subscription is for features, not for content. So it looks like all the content is viewable, easily viewable. Mm-hmm. But then the features are like, save your playlist and do different things like that on the website, which I don't really care for the features that they got. Like it, it doesn't, the price per what you get doesn't really make sense to me, mm-hmm. but it's still nice to say the content's free. If you want to come watch it, come watch it. They actually have a lot of like triathlon and maybe I think bike races, I forget, but they have other endurance events, long trail races. They have a lot of other things that they that they have on there covered, as well as OCR World Championships from last year and a little mini series about John Elwood, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. So they don't have a ton of OCR content yet, but if they grow in that, I could see that site being better than some of the other ones that are out there. Particularly in the fact that the content that they have on there is good stuff. Like it's like the John Alwyn 
uh, miniseries was really well filmed and put together. Whereas to check out. it's not just another company producing their own content, which is not super great. Like uh, I won't take that any further, <laughs> but yeah, a cool place to go watch that and maybe even check out some other endurance sports that might interest you. Spartan big bear happened this past weekend as well. And as anybody who's anybody knows, Johnny Luna Lima won over Ryan Atkins and Ryan Wood Woods in second first yeah, in second and third place. Which is really awesome because this guy has been hanging around the fourth, fifth. I think he's actually tied for fourth in the series or was at least. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not exactly sure. But really cool to see a new name hop up on the on at the top of the podium. You know, we see We've seen Kimson and Kent and some of these other guys who have hit the, the podium at some pretty big races before, but Johnny Luna Lima has just kind of been floating around, kind of you hanging know, around within the, background. the top five, yeah, yeah, top five, top ten. Which is crazy because I totally forgot about him. And I'm, I've heard his his interviews, and I he just completely escaped my mind. I was, just for fun, I was doing that Yancey Camp contest. Where you can you can guess who's going to be in the top five for the men and the women? Yeah, and on the Yancey Camp yeah, website. Yeah, and I filled out my guesses, and like whenever I saw that he had won, I was like, God, why didn't I think of him? Like I, <laughs> I've heard about him and I've listened to him so many times, and I he he completely escaped my mind. But yeah. <laughs> so Jack Bauer's in the Discord as well, and he uh, usually will give info or thought insight into how people vote it. And said that I think only ten percent of people didn't have Ryan Atkins <laughs> at, at number one. Yeah, and I, I want to say only I think he maybe said only one person had Johnny Luna Lima on at, in top in three. Top five. Oh wow! <laughs> no, they had him in top five for sure. That's crazy. But top three on podium. So yeah, it was definitely uh, blew everybody away. Super awesome seeing the interview with with uh, Matt B. Davis uh, at the end of the race. And just seeing how emotional it was, how emotional he was. He didn't really even know what to say. He just <laughs> was kind of rambling at that point because he was just so excited. Have you seen, did you get to watch the footage from Big Bear? No, I haven't. I haven't had a chance <laughs> to watch anything or listen to anything. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a, a spot where Lindsay Webster comes down to the spear. And she runs up behind a guy who has just reeled in the spear and got it to him. And says, hey, do you mind if I take this or something along those lines? Like, not like, hey, give me that spear, but asking him so, if she can have it. I could so picture Lindsay ripping a spear out of some guy's hand, like, give me this. <laughs> she asked it in a somewhat courteous way. Some polite Canadian way. <laughs> yeah. But the guy gives it to her and he just, he, maybe it was just the, the angle, angle of the camera or something, but he, he looked, he looked, uh perturbed that she, really? <laughs> that she took it from him. I mean, he gave it to her, but, yeah. he, you know, he could have said no, but then he would have looked. He would have looked like a jerk. I'm sure he would look like a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really odd. Like, it's the rules don't say that you have to reel it back. Yeah. The rules just say that you got to throw the thing. Yeah. But the rules do say you can't have assistance from other athletes. Right. I see where you're going with this. So yeah. where does this fall? Right. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's kind of a weird... No, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Because it that maybe saved her like what, five seconds or something, reeling in a yeah. reeling in a spear 
whereas he just <laughs> kind of did the work for her. <laughs> I mean, you, you still have to make it, of course, but. Yeah, and, and every spear should be out there already. Like, even right. if somebody misses, it should still be away from the fence, and you have to pull it to you. Right, even if you're the very first one to get to it. Sounds like they need to re- revamp those those daggone rules, <laughs> which have yet to be updated with all the changes that they've made lately. Yeah, what about their um, their roundtable? Oh, <laughs> their yeah, athlete, whatever group that they have. Or something. Well, a- whatever they're apparently called. they're making these rulings, but they're just not putting it in the official PDF document. They're not updating their rulebook. Like the stuff about the Z-Wall, being able to hold on to the post, that's not in there. Yeah. Remember in San Antonio, they told us at the start line, you can use them. And then they got, we got to the obstacle and they said, no, no, no. They said it was a multi-try obstacle. And then you got to the obstacle and they said it wasn't. This weekend in Austin, they told us the first day at the obstacle, they told us we could use the post. On the second day at the obstacle, they told us we couldn't use the post. So that that is just just silly. Miscommunication with volunteers. Yeah, and if the do- official document was updated, then it would be awesome to be like, no, I know that I know the rules better than this volunteer, so yeah. I'm going to ignore them, and you know they can report me, but obviously if I get in and I did the rules correctly, then it's not a problem. Yeah, because I can just consult the rule book. And, you know. you, right, but you can't do that because you can't know for sure if what you did is right because it's not – the, the freaking rule book's not updated. Right. So who are they going to listen to? I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of rule books, did you see um, footage? I did see. I did watch footage from the Savage Race <laughs> um, this past yeah. weekend. Did you see the uh, the women's race? I think it was. It might have been from. No, it wasn't from the Blitz. I don't think. But I don't think it did. It was. It was one. It was uh, one of the top three women. They were having trouble with the the Kiss My Walls, which is their version of the Z Walls. Except it's slanted. It's on a platform and it's like slanted and it's got like rock climbing holes all across. Slanted outwards. Right. And so um, I can't remember if they were, I think second and third place girl were at the Z walls together and they were both kind of having trouble getting all the way across. They kept slipping and everything like that. So one of the girls asked if she could take off her shoes. Of course, you know, Sam was there with the live footage and he asked somebody if, it was okay for her to take off her shoes. So they told her, yeah, it was okay. So she took off her shoes and she got a good bit down the wall before she slipped off again. But then I think eventually she made it. But then there was some point during the video, whenever she was trying to attempt the obstacle still, whenever you could hear Sam saying, oh, but she has to bring them with her. She has to bring her shoes with her through the obstacle. And I guess Mm. I don't think anybody told her that. So as soon as she rang the bell, she just took off running to the next obstacle <laughs> and with, without her shoes. With her shoes, with, though, right? Like she grabbed No, them. without her shoes. <laughs> so like she yeah, left them? she left all, her socks and shoes. To finish the race without her socks and shoes. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was like the second to last <laughs> obstacle. So I think like there was the, oh, there was wow. the kiss my walls and then there was the um, obstacle. I, don't, I can't remember yeah, names. Case yeah. There was that obstacle and then there was the finish. So it really wasn't that much longer till the end of the race, but I don't ever know. Yeah, but I don't that, know what that seems like an easy one because you anything you bring on course, you gotta finish. Right, with. because there was this girl, an, a different girl that was doing the same thing, that tried the same thing, but she tied her shoes together and just like mm. draped them around her neck so that 
yeah. you know, that was kind of smart. So I don't know whatever happened with that. I, I don't know if she probably got bumped down a place or something like that. Oh man. Or if she got disqualified. Interested to, but yeah, to see that. I never followed up with it to see what happened because they had to go back and look at their rule book and see what the official rules are. But yeah, I would think anything you bring out there with you, you have to finish with. I'll jump on the discord into Savage Race channel and find out. That's cool. Um, interesting at least. Well, the Austin weekend turned out to be pretty dang good. We were really worried there was going to be just thunderstorms all day Saturday and, you know, worried about it canceling again because it canceled on Sunday the year before, but it didn't. It actually turned out to not really rain, a couple of sprinkles, but not really rain until, not rained overnight, but not really rained during the race until, I don't know, 10 or 11, like after we were done from the earlier waves. So, uh, and, and even after it did rain hard for a bit, still no no thunder, no lightning. The sun came out later, and it turned out to be a pretty awesome day. It looked like it was awesome weather. And then Sunday was just clear skies the whole the whole time. It was gorgeous. Gotta love that Texas weather <laughs> for OCRs. Austin, yeah, Austin did have some issues with trail markings. I felt like San Antonio did a great job of having 100% tape the entire course. This one did not. There were a lot of spots that were just followed the little red flags and the arrows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there was a spot that was a hard right that I guess didn't have enough tape cutting off the road that you could continue running down. So there were <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> that ended up running down this road. I want to say my very first, because I was so sad that I missed it this year because Austin was my first Spartan race several years ago. <laughs> so I've, and I've gone every year since because it's, you know, yeah my sentimental race, but it just wasn't in the schedule for me this year. So, but yeah, I want to say the very first time I ran out there, I, I think I got lost. <laughs> and this was like four years ago. Other than that, I, I do think it was a, a great race weekend and they, they really put on another good event and uh, no, no complaints really um, besides that. How was the festival area? Oh, there was that one thing. <laughs> <laughs> so when you walk in to the festival you go through the merch tent uh-huh. which is normal we've seen that before right. you go through the merch tent and you walk right out of the merch tent and you go around past the finish past all of the merchants and then it wraps around like this kind of big loop and it wraps around to where the start line is so the start line and the finish line are on opposite sides of all of the merchants and there's no way to just you know go around in a full circle so you have to go the long way around to get back out so if you're out by the start line watching and you want to leave even though you're right by the fence and where the exit is you still got to walk all the way around to go past the merchants so that was kind of dumb it's like i've already passed these merchants once you're forcing me to to pass them again absolutely and i really don't (laughs) care and then they they claim that it was so that you could you would have to pass through the spot where they had the uh, sign up for your next race with the cheaper codes. Oh. But the, that was like past, it, it was separate from everything else. Like you could have, you could see it from where you were standing by the start line. Like it could have easily just opened a spot right there just to walk to it. <laughs> it was kind of lame. But besides those two things, everything else was good. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up getting sixth place in my age group twice. Nice on both days which was pretty cool interestingly on 
you know, it's an age group. It's it's hard to tell who's in your age group and who isn't right. when you're racing. You start with so many different people, and then you've got the elites ahead of you, and passing up elites is kind of funny. But <laughs> by the time I got to the end, I, I always just look at people, and it's like, just treat them like they're in my age group. If they're going super slow, they're probably not, but just treat them like they are. So the very last gauntlet of obstacles, uh, you got a pretty good hill at the end there that you may remember. Mm-hmm. And then slip wall, rope climb, A-frame cargo net, and then the fire jump. So I, I was running up the hill, and I saw these two guys in the distance. And once I got to the flat, I started to pick it up, and I was like, I might be able to catch these guys. I, I feel like I can p- pass them on the obstacles. And so I get to the slip wall, and one of the guys already tried it and, and failed. So obviously he's not major. <laughs> the The other guy goes up, and I'm kind of almost with him at this point. Like, I think he gets down first, and then I, I go over. I make it onto the rope, like, a moment after him. He's on the rope before me. I probably had one, like, I just had a perfect J-hook, got up the rope in two pulls, hit the bell and took off. So I made it off the rope climb way before he did and just flew as fast as I could over the A-frame. And then, you know, you do the thing where you throw yourself over the other yeah. side, basically roll down it, did that and got off enough time and look back and be like, wow, I really passed this guy up. So I, I, I can stroll across the finish line here. And he came across the finish line after me and was like, oh man, you passed me, or what age group are you in, basically, <laughs> and so, same age group, and oh man, you passed me up, and so sure enough, he, he said he was just too gassed at the at the end there, but uh, he he was my age group, and it's kind of cool, because he ended up finding me on, on Facebook, and, or said, yeah, he said on Facebook, he said, he contacted me, sent me a message, said, I thought I recognized you, I realized that you're from the OCR Talk, <laughs> and uh, so we ended up chatting about that finish and uh, just some other things and pretty cool. His name was uh, Brian Michno. I'm not sure how you say his last name, but pretty awesome. Seems like he's a, a good competitor for my uh, fitness level. So I'll definitely be looking out for him. But really cool to have that kind of finish and just be like, I'm going to I'm giving it all I got because this is, you know, this is where, where my wheelhouse is and really went for it and, and paid off. Nice. Congrats. Top 10 finish. Man. Thanks. Yeah, two two days in a row. I, I thought <laughs> Saturday is like six. It's like, oh, cool. Maybe I can get even better on Sunday because there's always less people there. So that but. automatically qualifies you for <laughs> for the uh, age group championships, right? Yeah, I <laughs> I qualified already, but uh, I won't do it this year. But I might. I've been thinking about going trying next year. So if things kind of pan out that way, I'll go try and do the Spartan actually qualify for West Virginia and then qualify for where Tahoe or wherever the championship might be next nice. year. So that's definitely something I'm considering. Nice. It'd be kind of fun. And, and it, you know, just because it's a qualification, it entices me more. Yeah. Almost makes me want to sign up for a Spartan this year. <laughs> <laughs> that happened completely by accident. I just, I have nothing against Spartan. I really don't, but it just, it just happened completely by accident. Not a, not a single one. Huh? <laughs> not a single one. Not a single one on the books <laughs> for this year. It's amazing. I'm probably, it's probably nice. going to be one of those ones where I just jump into one last minute and I'm like, Oh, I'll sign up for this oh, yeah. one. <laughs> Miles, don't, uh, get hit. don't hate me if no. I do that. <laughs> Dallas Ultra Beast. Yeah. Let's not tell Miles <laughs> about that one. 
why what so what's the deal there why is uh is miles not training you for longer distance stuff no he is but i i already gave him like the specific ones that i really want to do well uh, okay. at and gotcha like i'm i'm just really competitive so i want to do well at all of them yeah but i tried to be really selective this year with my races and i'm like okay i want to use this one as like a really good indicator of how i'm going to do at toughest and then i want to use toughest to use as an indicator of how how I'm going to do it. World's <laughs> toughest. So, um, yeah, it's my focus this year. I also ran into Lazaro. He, he, this is a guy that I've seen. I know I saw him in San Antonio and maybe even last year in like Dallas or something on course or either like he was watching and cheering me on from, from the sidelines. And I recognize his face saw him when he was cheering me and because he was like yeah go see our talk and i didn't recognize him i was saying thanks but i didn't recognize him but he introduced himself to me uh, this weekend on, on sunday so i got to chat with him and oh, yeah uh, he got first in his pretty age nice group. guy yeah. one first in his age group for the uh sprint yeah but i think it was, his age group was 30 to 34 either 20 30 I'm, you know, lo- I'm looking at his strava because i'm just now realizing that he follows okay. me on strava <laughs> oh nice <laughs> Yeah, so it was pretty pretty awesome to see him perform. He was second in the age group to Ryan Joy, who won my age group. Nice. Who I talked to, I actually chatted with him too, and he, he said, uh, I should probably, this is like my fifth time, so I should probably start going to Elite now or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said his time was like two seconds behind Victor's or something. Oh, wow. Victor Quesada's. So Dang. Dude's quick. Fast. Yeah, time to move up to the big Get boys. Get out of our age group, man. <laughs> <laughs> How are we supposed to compete? <laughs> right? That's probably a good indicator of when you should move up to the elites. Like, if, you're, if your time is getting pretty in there with, like, the top maybe five elite times, then maybe it's time to move up. Maybe it's time to graduate from the yeah. age group category. And it's made, me think of, it's made me think about that myself, too. It's like, well, when when do you go to elite now obviously if you're at a race like tahoe or even a national series race that's going to be a lot different than it is on a sunday in austin right you know when there's a a national race the exact same day so yeah keeping an eye on that and seeing like what's what is your time compared to the elites is interesting like looking at mine i was actually within top 20 to top top 30 for sure but i think some of them maybe would have been you know 17th or something like that so like that's kind of cool to say yeah that could have been at that point and you know i don't know maybe what's more important to say that you're such and such in the elite or that you got first in your age group that's a tough question to answer yeah and i think everybody has their own opinions and has their own perspectives on that because you know, we all kind of know how it works because we we all regularly compete in the sport. So, but then like outside looking in, if you don't know that much about the series or, you know, anything else like that. I'd like to hear other people's thoughts on that. Something to bring up in Discord. But anyway, that uh, topic wise, that's all I had. You got anything no, else? I think that's it. It's probably, probably good to go ahead and wrap it up. I know you got some things to do. I actually have something else I can take care of before I leave here. My so. dogs are going psycho with the neighbor's dogs. I can hear them outside. <laughs> Charlotte Engelman, good luck. Or thank, uh, congrats. You got a tumbler coming your way. I got to get it made first. And everybody else, follow us and talk. And, and join us on the Discord. 
yeah join us on the discord i need to be better about keeping up with the discord i i have a hard time keeping up with our group message <laughs> yeah it's tough but, i mean there's a lot of a lot of chatter but, that comes through there so it's and it's growing but too, yeah so. it's it, it's a really good community though to like look up and see what's happening and just like get to talk to different different people from around the community if you enjoy talking about ocr it is the place to be for sure all right well, that's going to do it. Take it easy, Anna, and I'll see you on June 1st. Hey, dog. Hey, dog, what are you doing? What are your thoughts on Rough Mudder? Declan, you want to say hello? No. Bye.